Part 1. The Game Begins Rules of Conduct 1. No magical persuasion will be used to influence non-players who directly relate to your clues. 2. Each player will have three chances to move to the next clue. Failure after the third means disqualification. 3. The punishment for disqualification will be determined by the game master, including but not limited to death. 4. The prize will be tailored to the individual winner. Everyone has something at stake. 5. Players have been personally selected by the game master. By agreeing to participate in the game, you hereby bind yourself to its will until a winner is chosen. Mark the below line with a drop of blood to activate the bonding spell. Once activated, the game will keep track of your progress, reporting directly to the King of Chaos. Good luck. Chapter 1 Miss Camilla Antonius had very little patience for fools, even handsome ones. And Lord Philip Atticus Vexley, with his golden hair, tan skin, and roguish grin, was among the finer specimens in both areas. Especially if he thought she'd create another forgery for him. Which, as he swept into the art gallery just as the sun was setting, in his buffed riding boots, burgundy swallowtail jacket, and close-fitting camel breeches, Camilla knew was precisely the reason he'd come. It was almost closing time, and the secretive glint in Vexley's eyes was most unwelcome. They were not friends or confidants, nor were they lovers. In fact, if Camilla never saw him again, she'd host a soiree fit for the crown to celebrate her good fortune. Working on anything intriguing, Miss Antonius? Just a landscape, Lord Vexley. It was not the truth, but Vexley didn't deserve to know that. Camilla's art was deeply personal to her, drawn from her mother's warnings, her father's stories, and her own loneliness, which helped her see the world as it truly was. Her art was often her soul laid bare, a part of her she hesitated to share with just anyone. Thankfully, the easel faced away from the door, and Vexley would need to walk around to view it. He rarely put such great effort into anything but his own scandalous reputation. Camilla pushed the stool back from her easel, then quickly abandoned her painting as she moved to the old oak desk that acted as the register and a wonderful partition to keep the irksome lord at bay. Was there anything I could assist you with? Or are you simply admiring the art this evening? His attention dipped to her paint-splattered smock. She hadn't removed it upon his arrival, and the slight pressing of his lips indicated that he wished she would. Don't play coy, darling. You know why I've come. As we've previously discussed, my lord, the debt has been paid. I've even secured a memory stone for you. All you have to do is feed that particular memory to it. Or so Camilla had been told by the dark market dealer she'd purchased the alleged magical stone from. She hadn't felt any buzz of magic. Though that wasn't exactly a surprise, all things considered. Still, Vexley refused to accept the stone. 
He gave Camilla a bemused look, as if her denying him something he wanted were more outrageous than a magical stone that could withdraw any memory he chose to give it. Lord Vexley wasn't quite a dandy, but he certainly spent money like one. He was the firstborn son of a Viscount, and as such had indulged in only the finest things for the whole of his spoiled thirty years. Four years prior, after a rather scandalous theatre incident that involved not one, but two stage actresses and a very public display of drunken affection during what was now called the intermission of infamy. His father had cut him off from his inheritance and named his brother the heir instead. A bold move that should have shocked all of Waverley Green's elite. But much to his family's surprise, Vexley's antics hadn't disgraced him in the slightest. If anything, he'd become something of a rapscallion legend around the green. Society praised incorruptible morals above all, especially for women. But virtues never held the same appeal as sin. They weren't as thrilling to gossip about over tea. And no matter how prim and proper high society claimed to be, they all loved a good scandal. The more salacious, the better. Nothing in Waverley Green was ever as entertaining as watching someone's fall from grace.